his kids are off to bed, so now Ronnie Koenig of Signum Regis has time to speak with the antidote. Ronnie, it's good to have you here. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Am I saying that right, Signum Regis? That's how we pronounce it, but many people say Signum Regis, and I think that's fine also. It is a Latin word, so who knows how to pronounce it correctly, really, right? Because that's a dead language, so I am definitely not correcting anyone if he says regis or regis. It's all good for me. <laughs> but you happen to pronounce it exactly the same way like we do, so nice coincidence, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, there is something about Signum Regis is that this is a band with longevity. I'd read that it all began in 2007. Can you tell us about that and your debut self-titled album? Yes, uh, it might have started even a little bit earlier, but I need to mention our previous band that we had. It was more like metal, traditional true metal oriented, like Accept and those kind of bands. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called Vindex, and uh, I felt like the songs that I wanted to write wouldn't fit into this band, so... That's how this whole idea started with forming a new band. And one by one, I had enough songs for a record that would sound more like neoclassical metal. And uh, that's how we formed Signum Regis. And since there was no issue in that other band uh, on personal level, it's basically the same, same, uh, same people playing there at that time. Um, the most interesting thing is probably that the singer from the old band is also a great drummer. So he was recording drums in the new band Signum Regis. And uh, we started with Joran Edman, who is a pretty well-known singer in this genre. He's from Sweden and he used to be uh, the singer for Ingve Malmsteen in, in the 90s for two albums, Eclipse and Fire and Ice. And uh, he did two albums with us. I still like that album. I think it was well produced. There are some great songs, I believe. And on this album, we basically defined this whole band. What is it all about? Sure, there is a lot of a lot of musical evolution since, since there. But um, I think it was a good start. We were a little bit unlucky in terms of uh, labels, that kind of situation, because those were the days when labels started bankrupting one after another right after the release like one or two months later our label that was from spain it was called locomotive records uh, got bankrupt so we never seen anything heard anything from them since that time so it was a rough start from this point of view but you know on personal level and, and from music point of view it was really good enjoyable time I'd said that your band has been around a long time, but you've also had several band member changes. Do new players bring a change to your sound? Um, absolutely, but you mentioned players, but we haven't changed that many players. Uh, <laughs> the changes were mostly with the singers, but uh, yeah, there was, there was change on the drummer post, so that's also a change, but what people recognize immediately is when someone different is singing so yes that's not really a good thing to do for a band because there's always people who 
get used to this singer, that singer, nobody likes changes, but <laughs> it was necessary uh, because this uh, Joran Edman that I mentioned, he never wanted to play live. He's from Sweden, we're from Slovakia, that's a big geographical problem and he's uh, a little bit older than, than we are and he's not so much into metal anymore. I, I mean, he can do it in studio, but for playing live, that's a whole different situation with a band from, you know, other part of the Europe. Uh, that's why we uh, had to find someone else because we wanted to be a real live band, you know, that meets together in rehearsal room and plays shows and all that. Maybe you could tell us about the current band members. Sure. So uh, we are basically me on bass guitar, uh, Philip Kolusch is the guitar player. He's been with us since the beginning and even before. I've known him for many, many years. He's absolutely an amazing guitar player. Very underrated, if you ask me. Uh, we have uh, Jaro Janchula on drums and uh, Jan Tupi on keyboards. And our singer, that's the big thing, is from Brazil. He's called Jota Fortino. Uh, that wouldn't be possible if he was still located in Brazil, but he moved to Europe. So um, we can meet with him on a regular basis. Not right now because of the coronavirus situation when the borders are locked down and everything, but normally we meet together and practice together and, and everything, like a real band. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have a real band. You're also the band founder. Is it safe to say that Signum Regis is primarily yours and the other band members are there to support your vision? Uh, I wouldn't put it that way because it's it's sort of interesting. It's, it's, it's like a miracle. How, how is it even possible to have these friends that are with you all the time for such a long time and everyone is on the same page? I think that's a rare situation and it, it explains longevity that you mentioned so no i don't think it's my vision i think it is a vision of all of us everyone is relevant in the band it's a democracy i would say in terms how the decisions are being made everyone can have his opinion and it's being heard when someone you know expresses something and uh, it's really amazing i i'm really thankful for how is this even possible to work like this for such a long time and still being productive and all that. Then again, much of your music and the lyrics are written by yourself. That's true, but it's not like I would be blocking anyone from, from doing it. But uh, it's interesting because, for example, let's mention Philip, the guitarist. There are songs written by him, but it's not really what he enjoys primarily. Songwriting is something that he can do, but he doesn't enjoy it as much as arranging and, you know, playing solos. And somehow it felt like pieces of a puzzle altogether that I happen to be the songwriter and all that, but everyone seems to be happy with that. And if someone comes with an idea, we are always happy to use it if it fits the band. For example, we have this quite successful song called Future King, uh, which is also on YouTube, that was written by our guitarist, Philip, and 
it was me who was pushing this song and he was like ah no let, let's let's take some of your songs but, but I said, <laughs> come on this is a great song we need to use it because it was used in an, another band that we had some time ago but i i said it's it's a waste of a great song to never to release it officially so i'm just telling you this to explain that it's not like an ego thing to have my name on every song and and all that it's just what everyone enjoys to do not everyone has the same ambitions in terms of what the band is doing there are different roles I never do artwork for any albums. That's not my ambition. <laughs> That's what uh, our singer can do, for example, our keyboard player can do. And, you know, so I think it's a great to have this team where everyone has his role that he actually enjoys. Musically, Signum Regis can be a hard band to figure out. You'll have a prog metal song, then it will shift into power metal, and then the next song might be more of a rock tune it makes it tough to define your sound. I guess the question is, do genres have any importance? I think they do, but I think it is because we are from a generation that grew up on many different genres. Because let's think about someone who, you know, started in the 70s, that kind of a musician, probably the influences would be from the 70s, I'm not saying that that was not a rich period in terms of music. It was probably even more rich than it is now. But the style was defined by bands like, you know, Led Zeppelin or Black Sabbath or whatever. So you sort of know where it went in the first phase. But then came the second phase of the music and, and, and all this merging of styles. And we are from a generation that heard it all. We, we heard the 70s band, the 80s band, the prog band, the rock bands, everything. So I think it's quite a common thing for the newer bands that they were influenced by everything that was available at that time. So I guess it's a natural thing because we all like different bands and subgenres. I guess that's why we sometimes do a little more progressive song, sometimes a rock song even a power metal song, whatever we feel like we like at the moment and would fit the album. You're making it sound as if you're an old man. (laughs) 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 Uh, What am I, 38, right? (laughs) I'm definitely not a teenager anymore, (laughs) but I experienced already something. I guess I'm in the middle somewhere. (laughs) You're the second Slovak band I've met with on The Antidote. Mm -hmm. And I do get that your music style might be common in Europe, Mm -hmm. but are North Americans accepting of your band? Uh, In many cases, I would say even better (laughs) than over here. I mean, Europe is diverse. You have countries like Sweden and Finland and, and, you know, Germany. So this kind of music is more for those countries, I would say. But Slovakia, you said that you uh, know another band from Slovakia, and I would add that that's probably it that you can find in Slovakia. <laughs> Just two <laughs> bands in this genre. Okay, there, you can you can argue there are, there are more, but uh, no, I, I don't think what we play is really that common in our region. 
uh, I also mentioned that in North America we are sometimes even better accepted, and that's probably because of the lyrics. Uh, it's it's a different way of listening to music because honestly, in countries like Slovakia and many other, people don't understand the lyrics unless they sit down and look at the booklet and you know go li- line by line. So it's not really that relevant what you have in in those lyrics but you know north america and and england britain yeah that's a whole different situation people actually understand what they are hearing and and uh since there's a long tradition of christian metal in both usa and canada and it looks like we are getting good feedback from there I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to mention about that Christian metal label. I mean, Signum Regis, I never get the sense that you're trying to convert your listeners. But that Christian faith aspect often comes up in your music. That's important to the band? Yeah, that's my favorite question because there are different ways to look at it. Uh, I'm a Christian and uh, I was raised in a Christian family and never stopped believing and attending masses and 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 everything uh but i don't use the label for our band like it's a christian metal band and uh it's not like i were ashamed of it absolutely not i like writing christian lyrics but there are two things about it firstly not all of us in the band are christians I guess what I'm trying to say, uh, what is the definition of a Christian metal band or Christian band? For some people I read, they say, when the lyrics are Christian, then the band is Christian. Uh, But some could argue, who are those people that are playing there? What do they believe? Do they actually believe what they sing? Mm -hmm. Is it still Christian or not? You know, and uh, there are different angles. But in our situation, I happen to be the main person who writes lyrics who is at the same time also Christian and who enjoys writing these lyrics but not all of us are Christians uh, so that's why I don't want to mislead anyone into labeling us the way that, that doesn't match with their idea of Christian metal band that's why I don't use this label but I'm always happy to write Christian lyrics I really enjoy it. I feel good about uh, doing it because it sort of uh, justifies why I'm even doing this because it shouldn't be just all about having fun. I'm just trying to put something that's really valuable into the music. That leaves me wondering what the other band members feel about having that Christian content in your music. Are they comfortable with performing that? Oh yeah, no one ever complained. Uh, but I don't know how I would feel about if I w- was in the other position. Mm-hmm. But they are perfectly fine with this. Um, uh, they they see it as, as something positive, and uh, they are they have nothing against being positive in the way you think and write. And it might be also related to what I already mentioned that here in Slovakia and many other countries that are not native English-speaking countries, the lyrics are simply not a game-changer. Not to me, but I'm talking about this average listener who goes to a festival, you know, and watches a band playing. I'll just mention this. I'm not the only Christian in the band, right? I, I just said not everyone is. 
And who knows? Maybe that's my personal mission. Maybe everyone will be a Christian later. (laughs) (laughs) That also brings up another question then. Should the lyrics be more important than the music itself? I think I would answer this from a different angle. I, as a songwriter, I don't start with lyrics. I start with riffs, with melodies. And when everything is done, then I start looking for topics that could match the song and uh, writing lines that fit to the existing melody. You know, when I don't feel like the music is good enough, there will be no lyrics and the song goes to trash can. A bit earlier on, you mentioned about your first record label and how they disappeared. Mm -hmm. Now, Signum Ray has been with a few labels over the years. Lately, you've decided to go independent. So, what was the reason for the change? There's a little story, or maybe a big story, uh, behind it. There was a band contest in Czech Republic and Slovakia organized by the biggest rock and metal magazine we have here and uh, there were like 400 bands and guess who won this whole (laughs) we won this and the first prize was they paid for pressing the cds and you know these production costs so we won this prize it wasn't a plan but through this winning of this contest uh, we couldn't combine it with being in a label at the same time. Uh, we went independent for, for one album, Decenium Premium, but our latest album was again released under a label, so we are signed again. We've been speaking about how Christianity comes through in your music. Mm-hmm. You really went full bore with that on the 2013 concept album Exodus. What was your purpose in sharing that book from the Bible? Uh, I would just mention before I answer this that uh, I think I wrote my first Christian or gospel lyrics maybe in 2003 or something, four. So I I was already writing these lyrics, but I wasn't the main lyricist in the band. It it used to be my brother. But with this third album, uh, he went on a hiatus and I started writing lyrics and um, I was working on a song and I don't know where this idea came from, but I felt like it should be about Pharaoh and Egypt. And the idea was just to have a little piece of, of this whole Exodus book. And then I did another two songs and it it was still like uh, matching with the first song. So... I already had three songs that were dedicated to the book of Exodus. And that was the point where we were discussing this with the label. And uh, Emil, who is running this label, he suggested, why don't you write a whole album about Exodus? You already started working on this, right? So just write more and, and you can have a concept album. And that's how this whole idea started. But you were really asking why exactly this. I I cannot explain why and where this inspiration came from to write this first song about Exodus. I don't know where where that came from, but uh, why we did the whole album, I just explained. I think, uh, you know, immediately when you start going for certain scales, you start thinking in in this, you know, Middle East, Egyptian uh, sort of, you know, 
territory. <laughs> and what should that be, right? Exodus, it's the most famous story, I guess. So that's how it came about. That was an exciting album. You brought in all kinds of great vocalists. Did that make the release difficult or easier to put together? Mm, here, here's why we actually did it with so many vocalists. That wasn't a plan from the get-go. We wanted to find someone, a real singer, who would play live with us, but we really couldn't. And we were asking a couple of singers, would you join the band? No, I wouldn't because I'm doing other things, but I'd be happy to sing something for you in the studio. After a couple of people <laughs> said the exact same thing, uh, we didn't have patience to look for this one guy. And uh, I believe it was again uh, the idea from the label. Well, then why don't you just talk to all these singers and, and have, have all of them on this album? And uh, it is always challenging because of different scheduling of everyone, you know, uh, everyone re recording somewhere else in a different studio and to make it work and put it all together is a challenge, but it worked out for us pretty well. And uh, one of the guests ended up being our singer for the next couple of years happened to be uh, also located in Slovakia, but we never really were in close contact, but we became friends and uh, we found the singer <laughs> through this album. <laughs> That's perfect. Signum Regis is a prolific band. I can't get over that in 2015, you released both an EP and an album. And then in 2017, you did it all over again. Another full length and EP. So like, don't you ever run out of ideas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I take it as a compliment. So thank you. Um, it looks like I'm not having a hard time writing music. I sometimes struggle to find new topics for lyrics because there's so, so many songs that need to be covered. Right. Uh, but with music, uh, I don't know, I, I cannot explain this, but I never had a situation when there was nothing uh, waiting in the queue to be recorded. Even besides Signum Regis, we did another album, a hard rock album with a band called Dream Patrol. So, yeah, it, it is really uh, quite a lot of music that we put out. Just to explain why, why we did this EP and album, let's imagine we have this new singer and we want to release something really good. Mm -hmm. And we, we were thinking, okay, so let's do more songs than we actually need for an album. And once we are done, let's choose the best. But we recorded something like 17 or 18 songs, but uh, we didn't feel like there was something that was not worth releasing. So we said, okay, let's release it all, but we, you cannot put it on one CD, so let's make it two. And uh, it became EP and album. Wow. That's, that's the reason. Late last year, your band released The Seal of a New World. I could be totally wrong, but I've been getting the impression that the album carries a theme, that the world is trying to crush the individual. I hear it on songs like The City of God and I Always Go All In, but it really comes through on the track 
prisoner's elegy. Am I being off base? I don't think you are. Uh, I believe you are at least partially right because when I look at my lyrics that I write, there are like three topics that I always keep coming to again and again. The first one would be those Christian biblical lyrics. That's number one. The next one would be something that encourages people to go through difficult times. And the third category, I would say it's it's about freedom. It, it wasn't the plan really to stick to these three categories, but it looks like that's, that's something natural that I like to talk about. And um, Prisoner's Elegy is definitely one of those songs where we talk about freedom and losing freedom and tyrannical governments and things like that. And another one on this album of this sort would be a song called uh, Let Freedom Ring. I I always go all in. I would put in the other category that's about someone or anyone who goes through difficult times. He was not or she was not born with a silver spoon, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, had it rough, but doesn't blame anyone, but tries to do his or her best and go through the life with the cards that you that you get, right? That's a poker reference there. You go all in with what you have. You do your best. Yeah. Well, I think you may have already answered my next question, but I'll ask anyway. The song Fly Away has the individual battling back. Is that the impression you want to give? Like that the underdog wins? This is interesting because that's one of two songs where I didn't write the lyrics. It was written by our uh, former singer, but recorded by our new singer. And I think you are right, but I'm not the best person to answer this because it was not written by me. But from my point of view, it's something like you said. Like all of your releases, The Seal of a New World got rave reviews. And I know it's hard for an artist to be objective, but do you really do think it's your best? I do, because I really like like the production. That's always something... You know, through all the albums, uh, there were always some problems with the production. Not big ones, but but something that I regret. But on this album, I like the songs. I like the performances. I, I like the songwriting. And also the production. I wouldn't change a thing. So all that combined, I would say, yes, I consider that album to be our best to date. And that's going to make it even harder for the next album then, won't it? (laughs) Sure, but we like challenges. (laughs) We never stop learning. I mean, you said that we've been around for some time, and that's perfectly true. But in many ways, I still feel like we are just starting because there's so much to learn and so, so much that we haven't accomplished. And I really don't feel like we are this old band that, that has all these experiences and long discography, I really feel like we are just starting in many ways. Ronnie, thanks so much for coming for this talk about Signum Regis. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about our band and, and everything. Thank you. <laughs> 